The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teach others, teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. I would like that... salt on it, it's like, oh, it tastes sort of like cardboard. <laughs> kind of blah. 
I like butter on mine too. Salt and butter, that's, that sounds good to me. So salt makes things taste better, and it does all kinds of other things as well. But, you know what? Even this fancy looking salt, I lost, I lost one here. Even this fancy looking salt here is just being salt, right? It's just being salt, it's, being, it's doing what it's made to do. I also brought something else. What's this? A candle. A candle. I mean, it's, it's not a, a wax candle with, that I light with a, a fire. It's, it's got a battery in here. But, it, it, what does it do? What does it do? It lights up. It lights up. There we go. It lights up. Can you see it? It's, it's, it's not real dark in here, so it's hard to see. Can you see it kind of flickering? Yeah. It lights up. And what, what kind of things, what does light do? Why do, we, why do we need that? When we light a candle. If, if it goes dark at night and we, we lose electricity, sometimes people will light a candle, or they'll put a flashlight on or something like that. And it's to help us see, isn't it? It helps us see. So Jesus is saying the same things. He's saying the same things about us. Uh, that being who we are, and being who we are uh, in the world as God made us is really an important thing. And being who we are gives light and life and saltiness to the world. So when you came up here and you shared your song with us, you were sharing your light. Did you know that? You were sharing yourselves and your light. And we make the world better. And Jesus reminds us that we belong to God. That's really important. That's that love you said about this morning. That we belong to God and God loves us very much. And we can use all the gifts that God has given us um, and our love and share our gifts and our love and our hearts to show the world to show the world what God is like. And that's really, really important, isn't it? You know, I think at the end of the service we're going to sing a song, but, but I think you maybe know this song. And I sing it with, with, with uh, the kids at St. John a lot and with our preschool also. And it's called This Little Light. Do you know This Little Light? Do you know that song, This Little Light? I brought my light. This is my light. We, we shine our light like this. We sing, This Little Okay. This
Don't tell the kids at St. John, okay? <laughs> there you go. Would this be a good spot for me to stay? I think so. <laughs> this one works. Give glory to God our light and our life. Oh, come, let us worship him. So begins the invitatory or call to morning prayer during the season and time of Epiphany. Give glory to God, our light and our life. Jesus is sitting up on a mountain communicating God's message. He, looking out at the crowd, voices what has come to be known as the Sermon on the Mount. The first words, and, and this was, this was uh, you likely heard last week, the first words of Jesus' sermon here in Matthew are words of blessing. Blessing comes first. Blessing, not judgment. Blessings, not terms or conditions. Blessed are you. Happy are you. Jesus reminds those gathered that they are already God's chosen ones. They belong to God. And they bear the promise of God. And all those within hearing wonder, struggling as to whether or not he really means what he's saying. They wonder, do, do you mean me, Jesus? Jesus now continues his sermon with words that are very familiar. Using metaphorical language, he says to his hearers, you are salt of the earth. You are light of the world. You are cherished. No matter what your station in life may be, no matter what your gifts and talents may or may not, not be, Jesus says, you are salt of the earth. You are light of the world. You know, we hear the expression salt of the earth in our world, at least those of us of a certain generation. It used to be a fond and frequent phrase for working folks, for ordinary people, for dependable wage earners who were also known as the backbone of the nation. When we say that someone is salt of the earth, 
we usually mean that a person is well-grounded. Well-grounded, rooted, practical, hopeful, and future-oriented. We say of such people that they are the kind of people that everyone identifies with. Their essential goodness is evident to all. But is this what Jesus means when he speaks to the crowd? When Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, he says immediately, if you recall, immediately before that, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely. And he then adds, on my account. He, then he goes on to say, rejoice and be glad. Reward, your reward will be great in God's kingdom because they persecuted the prophets who were before you in the same way. Salt of the earth, as Jesus uses it here, doesn't seem to imply that everyone will be able to see the basic goodness in those who follow Jesus. There will be misunderstanding. And there will be distortions. There will be people who ardently disagree and want to silence followers of Jesus. They will want to do to them what they did to the prophets and what they will do to Jesus. The salt that Jesus is referring to seems like the salt, the promise, the covenant made between God and God's people. Salt is the seal of relationship. Salt binds and purifies and establishes healing. Salt makes a difference. To put your salt on something means you are willing to put your life on the line. Those who follow Jesus must be open to the possibility that what happened to the prophets may happen to them. This is what Jesus means by saying, you are the salt of the earth. You know, when the, we were talking with the children, when the proper amount of salt is put into food, even in baking cakes and sweets, it brings out the fullness and the richness of the food's flavor. I shared this morning, my husband, uh, at, at St. John, they call him Pastor Joey. Uh, but uh, my, my husband used to serve two small little congregations on the island of St. Croix, and they would have an island potluck, and he was trying to, to be good and not use a lot of salt and that sort of thing, and, and there was something on the stove, and, and one of his members, uh, her name was Yaya, happened to be Yaya, came in and, and took a taste, and she goes, ugh! That's awful. Pasta, you need salt in that. <laughs> so we all know that salt, uh, salt adds flavor. Um, and salt must give itself over to something in order to be useful. We might even say it must give its life to preserve life. 
During the time of Jesus, salt was necessary for the safekeeping of food. Having or not having it was the difference between life and death. It was used for the preservation of life. It's where we get our modern word for wages, salary. So you see, when Jesus uses this metaphor and says, you are salt, you make a difference. It matters. Because he is emphasizing that you matter to God. Salt must be incorporated into something to be useful. It is an agent used to make things better. Food without salt, as Yahya pointed out, doesn't taste good. There are those in our world who, who think that the world would be better without the church. We are God's salt. We are agents God uses to accomplish God's purpose in the world. If we refuse to season the world with the things of God, the world loses. It can't be what God intended it to be. After saying your salt, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. Jesus says to those who are gathered, God's light is within you. You are good. God's light within you needs to be seen. When we fear revealing our true selves, we hide God's presence in us from the world. God's light in us is meant to be shared. By its very nature, light is meant to illumine, to be visible. We believe God created light. In a sermon just prior to his arrest by the Nazis, Pastor Martin Niemöller spoke of Jesus' words, you are the light of the world. Niemöller writes, what are we worrying about? When I read the names, and here he's reading names, members of church members here missing, who, have been, who, are, who are missing or who have been arrested. He says, when I read the names, alas and alack, will this, this wind, this storm that is going through the world just now, not blow out the gospel candle? We must therefore take the message in out of the storm and keep it safe. And then he goes on, it is during these days that I have realized, that I have understood what the Lord Jesus Christ means when he says, do not take up the bushel, hide, it, hide the light under the bushel basket. Do not take up the bushel. I have not lit the candle for you to put it under the bushel in order to protect it from the wind. Away with the bushel. 
The light should be placed upon a candlestick. We should not worry as to whether the light is extinguished or not. That is God's concern. We are only to see that the light is not hidden away. Let your light shine before all. God's light, says Jesus, is in you. You are the light of all the world. These words are the very words we share when the newly baptized are anointed. That is made to be a little Christ as light from the from the Easter candle, right over there, as light from the Easter candle, the Passover candle, is handed to them or their sponsoring family. You are the light of all, for all the world. You must share light among your fellow human beings. When they see the good that you do, they will give praise to your Father in heaven. This, Jesus says, is who you are. To us, Jesus says, so be who you are. Reach beyond self and share God's life, light with your neighbors, with your co-workers, with your enemies, even to the ends of the earth. <laughs>